Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. Did you know that Jesus Christ is all-knowing, all-powerful, God Almighty? Did you know that Jesus created the earth and the universe? Did you know that Jesus holds it all together? Let's open our Bible now to Colossians 1 and see who Jesus Christ really is. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another teaching. It is Monday, I believe it's January 11th here in Texas, and it's around uh, what, 1.20, 1.30 in the afternoon. I hope everyone is, is well. Um, it's been a tough time, you know, I'm just talking to different people in different parts of the country, different parts of the world. Um, you know, people have just been struggling. Um, Obviously, the the most consistent struggle is all that's been been going on with uh, with COVID, and it's it's been hard. Um, we've talked about it before. the uh, The answer to everything, literally everything, uh, is is Jesus, and more Jesus, and more Jesus than that. And we can't, we cannot have enough Jesus. And today we're going to, we're going to discuss, um, just six verses, Colossians chapter one. Uh, we're going to be reading in our Bible verses 15 uh, through 20. Um, and it's just going to talk to us about who, who Jesus really is. And never is Jesus more important than when we're going through difficult times. As I said, there are people all over the world that are uh, that are struggling with COVID and the ramifications of COVID and the imposition of COVID on on really every aspect of our lives. Um, I just went with the uh, with the IT guys and we had uh, we had lunch and we we could not sit down in the restaurant. Um, we sat outside. A little bit chilly today, but uh, but we had a good time and uh, you know now we're headed back and, and we're here recording. Um, but it's just, uh, uh, there's just ramifications in ways that we don't understand. And then when, um, when someone gets COVID, um, you know, there's this quarantining that, that, that happens and, uh, and all kinds of things. I was talking to a, uh, very close friend of mine yesterday named Scott and, you know, he was talking, he's in Connecticut and, uh, just talking about a family that I've known, um, for a long time, um, Robin and Rich and Ryan and Riley, and apparently, you know, y'all are dealing with COVID. Now, uh, COVID is nothing, frankly, uh, to this family. Uh, this family has, has dealt with, uh, with difficulty and tragedy like, uh, like very few of us can ever, 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 um, understand. And, uh, they're, they're, they're getting by They're uh, they're, 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 you know, they're, they're plugging along. Um, but right now they're struggling with COVID. 
And and again, um, they have uh, they had lost a, a child um, through an accident, and it, it's hard, you know. But but the answer to even the 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 deepest, darkest, hardest things, y'all, is always going to be Jesus. Now, uh, none of us can relate. Those of us, you know, who have not experienced something so difficult as the loss of a child cannot in any way relate to what this family has had to go through. But the Bible is clear that, uh, that Jesus is God and that... Uh, and that he is in control of all things. He knows the, the future. He's all-knowing. And um, a lot of things that happen to us, you know, we, we don't understand. And they're, and they're hard for us to deal with, hard for us to accept. And again, uh, why Jesus allowed a, a worldwide pandemic. It's my understanding, as I've said, that we haven't had anything like this in a hundred years. Um, and the, the, the difficulty, the, the sickness, uh, the, the millions of people that have died, um, it's, just been, uh, it's just been very hard for so many people to deal with. But um, in, in all aspects of our lives, when things are good, you want more Jesus. And then when things are, are, are going, when you're in difficult times, you want even more Jesus. Um, and the closer you grow in your relationship with Jesus, the better off all of us will be. So, again, our, uh, our teaching today is just going to be about who Jesus really is. And, uh, and what it means to have, you know, growing relationship with Jesus. And the closer you, you grow to him, the more you'll begin to really understand and relate to him and, and, and be able to slowly begin to understand, you know, Robin, some of the, uh, you know, some of the hardest and most difficult things that happen in life. But I, I know, and the word of God is clear that all our answers are in, are in Jesus. So I'm going to go ahead and pray and uh, invite the Lord into our time. And then we'll go ahead and read it and uh, we'll get rolling. Lord Jesus, we do praise you and we worship you and we thank you and we love you. Um, Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you, Father, for the scriptures, our Bible. Um, we thank you for your love and mercy on our lives. And Father, above all, we thank you for Jesus, our Lord and Master and Savior and God and King. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him 
all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 15 says, He is the image of the invisible God. Jesus Christ is God. We've said it over and over. The Bible is clear that we have a triune God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Um, they're all God. That means they're all omnipotent. They're all all-powerful. They can all do anything. They're all omniscient, which means they're all-knowing. They know everything, which is to say they can't learn anything. And they're omnipresent. They're everywhere at all times. So there's nowhere you go where, where God is not around you and with you and aware of you. And it says that Jesus, when you see Jesus, when you read your Bible and you see Jesus, Ryan, in your Bible, you are seeing the image of God. It says the invisible God. We can't see God. He's invisible. He's a spiritual being. But when Jesus enters the earth, and as a human man, born of a woman, he takes on, willingly takes on human flesh and lives a perfect life, a sinless life. And when you see Jesus, when you see everything he says, everything he does in the Gospels, you are seeing the image of God. He is the very essence of God. Jesus Christ is all-powerful God Almighty. Wow. Okay. So verse 15, he is the image, Scott, of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Okay. Now, Jesus, this is not speaking of, of the fact that he was made in creation. As we're going to see, he did all the, the creating. Okay. Jesus is over, over everything. Okay, because you see in verse 16, it says, for by him, Jesus, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him, Riley. Think about that, girl. For by him, all things were created. Jesus created everything. Things in heaven and on earth. That's kind of a big deal, right? Jesus Christ created everything. We don't even know what's in heaven, but whatever's there, Jesus made all that. Everything in the earth, okay? Visible and invisible. 
What are invisible things? What are some invisible things, Dustin? Rich, what are some invisible things? Esther, what are some... Like, electricity is invisible, I think, right? I can't see electricity. But Jesus created it. Now, I don't know how it works. There's electricity and lightning is my understanding, right? That lightning bolt comes down that could provide a lot of electricity. Verse 16, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth. All things created by Jesus. The universe created by Jesus. The earth created by Jesus. The point of these scriptures is to get a real view of who Jesus is. This is not the baby Jesus, y'all. Okay? This is full-blown, all-powerful, God Almighty. Pow, pow, pow. Jesus Christ and and your life and my life is about having relationship with Jesus as well as uh, God, the father, God, the Holy Spirit. Jesus is God, the son. Our lives is about growing in relationship with Jesus. And as we do this, y'all, everything in our lives will be better. And, And it takes faith. It does. But if you'll pursue the real Jesus more and everything we tend to pursue in our lives less. Scott, if you'll pursue the real Jesus more and that show you're always telling me about less, you'll be better off. I don't know any of us that thinks we'll be better off if we just spend more time watching Netflix and less time reading my Bible. Riley, do you think you'll be better off if you spend more time on Instagram and less time in your Bible or less time in prayer talking to Jesus, right? No. Every one of us knows the more time we spend, the greater our relationship with Jesus, the better off we'll be. So get to know who this Jesus is. He created everything. Things in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible. What else is invisible? I'm sitting here, I'm thinking. He created everything that was in just invisible. There's all kinds of things, right? There are invisible things that we believe in, right? We have faith that electricity exists, but you don't see it, right? You don't see God, but you believe in him even though you can't see him. It says because he's the invisible God, right? Verse 15, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. It says whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, what that's speaking about there is is all the governments of the world and in heaven, all spirits, whether they be angels or demons, the devil, all created by Jesus. Think about that. This Jesus is a serious, serious guy, right? God. Thrones or powers. Any, any spiritual beings, any angelic beings, whether it's on heaven, whether it's in earth, all authorities, 
And then listen to this, the last part of verse 16, if you're following in your Bible. All things were created by him. That's not an ambiguous statement, right? That's not a nebulous statement. That's not a confusing statement, Miss Esther. All things were created by him. And for him. We got to we got to we got to start doing a little better job living our lives for Jesus. I confess that that there's a lot of my life golly I mean there's a real lot of my life that I live for me. And you know the the Lord understands the Lord, you know, it's okay that we watch a TV show. It's okay that you you know you have hobbies or you know but But it just says that we were created by him and for him. We exist for Jesus. For relationship with him. That we might know him and love him and walk with him and obey him. All things were created by him and for him. Everything that there is, is for Jesus. Now to understand why would this be, do we... Jesus Christ willingly, as I've already said, became a human man for all humanity. Every man and woman had ever lived. He lived a perfect life for us. He died a perfect death for us. And he is alive and risen. And the purpose of life is relationship with Jesus. Now, and that starts by receiving him into your heart as your Lord and Savior, calling out to him. It begins, y'all, by, by today, by saying, Lord Jesus, I do believe you are the Son of God, and I, I ask you now to come into my heart and to be the Lord of my life and to save me from my sin and to bring me to heaven when I die. Jesus, I place all my faith and trust and confidence in you alone to save me and to be my everlasting Lord and God. That's where it begins, The way that you begin to live your life for Jesus is to first give your life to Jesus and ask him to be your only Lord and Savior. That's our only hope for the forgiveness of our sin and the salvation of our soul is Jesus Christ. We all need Jesus. It says we were created by him and for him. I mean, it's it's an astounding principle. I was talking to the, the IT guys as we were coming home. We were talking about the magnificence of this passage. And, and uh, Jesus created humanity. Jesus invented humanity, so to speak. Didn't just come out of some ridiculous primordial pond somewhere. Okay? We were created by God. Okay? This says we were created by Jesus specifically. And then we went bad as human beings. We're we're sinful beings. We do what we want. We're selfish. We want our own way. We're sinners. That's what the Bible says. And it should be clear to any rational person that they are a sinful person. That we all do wrong. We all want our own way. Right? But he creates humanity. Humanity goes bad. And then Jesus 
willingly enters in to, to, to our time and space. What's that? Continuum? He leaves heaven, enters into our time and space, takes on human flesh, lives a perfect life for us, and then willingly surrenders himself to evil men and women who crucify him, the very people he created, he allows to kill him because he loved you so much and me so much. Incomprehensible. That's the love of God. That is the love of God, Ryan. To create an entire humanity, a race of men and women, they turn so wicked that you have to now enter into their, their time and place and die on the cross for them to pay the penalty for all their wickedness and then surrender yourself to die to the very people you created because you love them so much. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, we just, um, Lord, we're sorry. Lord, we know that 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 that, that what you just you know that the these these concepts are so overwhelming that we just Lord are uh, you know we just humble ourselves, Lord Jesus, and we just thank you and we praise you and we worship you, Father. We love you and we thank you for all of your mercy and favor and goodness on our lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. It's overwhelming, Lisa, isn't it? It is just truly overwhelming, Miss Lisa, this, uh, this incredible, overwhelming love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 18, I'm sorry, verse 17. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Let's try to wrap our head around that right there. Let's try to wrap our brains around verse 17. He, Jesus, is before everything. That's because Jesus was never created. Jesus always was. Okay? He's eternal. He never had a beginning. He created time. So he's before all things because... He created all the things that we have things of, like time and space and all that stuff, right? That's, that's kind of a big deal. I never created time and space. I don't even know how to think about that. He is before all things, but listen to this. And in him, all things hold together. The reason you and I just don't just get blown apart right now is because Jesus is holding us together. The reason the whole world just doesn't blast apart is because Jesus is holding it together. The reason, do you know when I was studying for this, I found out that the earth travels around the sun eight times faster than a bullet coming out of a gun. And that bullet's going pretty fast. Remember Jared? Jared's my gunman along with his brother Jason. And apparently when a bullet comes out of a gun like a twenty-two, it can go 1,500 the 2,000 feet a second. That's pretty fast. Well, the earth's going around the sun eight times faster than that. 
That was part of my study when I was when I was doing this, Abraham. In Jesus, all things hold together. Jesus is the very fabric that holds the universe together. Everything is held together in Jesus. Everything. So you're learning a little something about Jesus, right, Matthew? He's more than the baby Jesus. Steph. Whew. Verse 18. And he's the head of the body, the church. Okay? Jesus is the boss. Jesus is the boss. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning. He's everything. And the firstborn from among the dead. First one to be raised from the dead, Jesus Christ. And all of us in Jesus will be raised from the dead. If you're in Jesus Christ today, you will be raised from the dead. And if you're already gone in Jesus, you're already with him in heaven. You've already passed from this life. I don't suspect you're listening to this if you pass from this life, but all those we've known in Jesus are already with him. Alive and well. Waiting on us. But our job is to really know who Jesus is today and to grow in our relationship with him. And, and to grow in relationship with anybody takes effort. You got to put effort into any relationship. I mean, look at all the relationships in your life. The ones that you're willing to put effort into and to work at. You know what? There is a relationship there. Sometimes the relationship's a little difficult, right, Robin? But the more effort we put in, the better our relationship will be with anybody. And it's the same with our Lord Jesus Christ. And there's no relationship, none. Not our spouses, not our children, not our grandchildren. None of that, Bruce. None of that, Sharon. There is nothing worth more than your relationship with Jesus and growing in your relationship with Jesus. He's the head of the body, the church. He's the boss. We've established that. The beginning and the firstborn among the dead. So that in everything, it says, verse 18, if you got your Bible out, so that in everything, dust the Bible off, <laughs> dust it off, and let's, uh, let's start reading that again. So that in everything, he might have the supremacy. Jesus is supreme. God the Father has made it clear that Jesus Christ is supreme. That's why he's the boss, and he should be. There's a reason you're not the boss, and I'm not the boss. Jesus is the boss. And we want him to be. Because he knows what he's doing. Verse 19, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Try to wrap your head around that. Verse 19, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. The entire fullness of God is in Jesus because he is God. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. 
the complete fullness of almighty, all-powerful God, Anthony, Tony, is in Jesus. Wow. I just want to know Jesus better. I want to walk with Jesus better. I want to obey Jesus better. Hmm. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, Chris. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, I gotta, we have to just give our lives to Jesus more and more and more and more. Verse 20. For God was pleased to have his fullness, all his fullness dwell in him. Verse 20. And through him, Jesus, to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And through him to reconcile. Why did we have to be reconciled? Because because of our sin, almighty God, the triune God, cannot be in the presence of sinful beings. And we are sinful beings. So Jesus, again, willingly enters a world he created lives a perfect life on your behalf and then dies a perfect death on your behalf and is alive and risen, raised from the dead. And when you trust in Jesus Christ, when you ask Jesus to come into your heart and to be the Lord of your life and to save you from your sin, you are reconciled to God the Father. All of your sin, past, present, and future, is credited to Jesus at the cross and the perfect righteous life that Jesus lived is credited to you. It's kind of a nice exchange, isn't it? Right, Rich? That's a nice exchange. All of my disgusting sin, Jesus taking that in exchange, he gives me his perfect righteous life. Whew. And through him to reconcile to himself all things. Everything. Sin has corrupted everything. That's why things break down. That's why things get old. That's why people die. That's why COVID enters the world. Is because of sin. Ultimately and biblically. All disease. All sickness. All sin. All wrong. All busted. All is because of sin. everything. The good news is when we leave this life in Christ and go to heaven, there'll be no more sin. Nothing will wear out. Nothing will get old. You'll get an immortal body and it'll always stay young. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, in this life, we just get older Right? Things, uh, you know, things start going wrong in our bodies. Sometimes we, you know, we gain a little weight. And, uh, you know, life gets harder, right? But we can look forward to our, to, 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 to eternity with Jesus where that won't be the case. You won't be like this, Abraham, in heaven. There are no quadriplegics 
in heaven. There's nobody with COVID in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no disease in heaven. There's no sadness in heaven. So, so, so come to Jesus today. Do you know him? Have you called on him? Have you asked this all-powerful Jesus to come into your heart and be the Lord of your life and save you from your sin? As Christians, are you spending time with Jesus? Do you talk to him? Well, start doing that today. Colossians, open your Bible. Colossians 1, verses 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. The guys who do the work, um, it just uh, it just whatever goes on in this editing process, they're going to have those scriptures that'll be there. I don't do any of that. These guys do a great job. Steven's the head of the IT department. He does a really good job. Other people help out. Thank you to all those guys and gals, actually. Um, but yeah. I mean, let's uh, well, let's make this year 2021 just the most Christ-filled, Jesus-filled year of our lives, right, Mel? Let's spend this this year, all of us, more and more and more and more, living for Jesus, loving for Jesus, giving for Jesus, and forgiving for Jesus, Kayla, right? Did you hear those four things? I'll say one more time for you. Let's spend this year living for Jesus, loving for Jesus, giving for Jesus, and forgiving for Jesus in everything, okay? So you live like Jesus would, you love like Jesus would, you give like Jesus would, and you forgive. Forgive everybody. And go to Jesus and ask him to help you. Ask him to help you that you might grow to know him and grow to have a relationship with him and walk in relationship with him. Jesus is the answer to everything. He's the answer to life. He's the answer to death. He's the answer to COVID. He's the answer to sadness. He's the answer to gladness. Jesus is the answer. Invite him into your life. Invite him into particular situations. Whatever your situation is today. If you're happy or sad today, say, Jesus, I want you to be in it. Because the more that Jesus is in your moment by moment, day by day, situations and circumstances, the better off you'll be. So just bring him into it. Whatever your work is, say, Lord Jesus, I do ask you to come into my work today. And I, I ask you to, to, to just help me to experience your presence while I work, Lord. Help me to do my job as you would, Lord Jesus. I ask you to lead me and guide me, Lord Jesus, in how you would have me to, to work today. Invite him into your marriage. We could use more Jesus in our marriage, May. My wife and I could use more Jesus. I know that. I mean, sometimes 
hard to believe as it may seem, uh, my wife is not pleased with me. I don't know why that would be, but if I had more Jesus, she would be more pleased. I know that. Well, Father, we do love you and we bless you and we honor you and we praise you. We thank you, Father, for the word of God. And as always, we thank you for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our only Lord and Savior and Master and King. Jesus, we proclaim that you are the invisible the image of the invisible God. We proclaim you're the firstborn over all creation. Jesus, we proclaim that you're the word of God. The Bible says that, that by you all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and in, invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, Lord Jesus, all things were created by you and for you. Lord Jesus, we are for you. Our lives are for you. Our hearts are for you. Our minds are for you. Our thoughts are for you, Jesus. Help us, Jesus, to live our lives for you because we exist, we proclaim, for you. Lord, you're the head, you're the body, you're the head of the body of Christ, you're the head of the church, you're the boss, Lord. We know that you are full-blown God and all the fullness of God dwells in you, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for your, your death on the cross that reconciled all things to you. Lord, I pray that, uh, that all that don't know you would come to know Jesus as their only Lord and Savior and Master and King and God. Holy Spirit, we just love you and bless you. We ask you to continue to lead us and guide us into deeper truth in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, we thank you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org. If you'd like to email us directly, you can reach us at contact at kingdomd.org. 